fans, it's time for GSU Panther Zone, Impact Media's weekly dive into the world of the Georgia State Panthers football team. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. Welcome in. Obviously, we will preview next week's show with Old Dominion, and obviously we are going to start off by talking about the loss to Appalachian State during the midweek classic there. But first, I want to remind you that if you would like to contact the show, leave us a question, comment, suggestion, rating, review, any of those sorts of things, you can do so by emailing the show 3endzone at gmail.com. That's 3, the number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com. You can find us anywhere you find a podcast, including Podcast One, Spotify, the iTunes Store. If there's a place that you normally find a podcast and we are not there, let us know. We will fix that accordingly. You can search for us on Facebook, Impact Media, Jeremy York, GSU Panther Zone. You should be able to find us. If not, refer back to that email. If you are one of those people who likes to just click a link and listen to the show, go to Twitter at Team Impact Media. You can do so. All of our shows are just listed there. It's just the links to the shows. And also, if you would like to follow my personal account, which includes uh, lots of show-related things, lots of non-show-related things, including the links to the shows and other stuff we have going on, you can do so by following at the Impact 99 on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram. Now, by now, especially if you're a fan of this show, you probably know that Appalachian State won this game 42 to 17. You probably know that this game was 14 to nothing, Georgia State. After the first quarter, 14 to seven at halftime, and then, which really, if you count from the second quarter all the way until the field goal towards the end for Georgia State, there was 42, basically 42 straight points. Yeah. And, and here's the crazy thing: is like I said, the team opened up, and like in the first couple possessions. It was Tucker Gregg run for a touchdown. It was Darren Granger, 26-yard run for a touchdown. Michael Hayes smashes the kick through. Things look really, really good. Cameron Peoples, as good as he is, he was going to put one of the ends on for App. He does that in second. You're like, okay, well, 14-7 to at halftime. I still feel pretty good. You know, things were really good at the front. And then uh, kind of tapered off. And they just they fell out of rhythm. App State decided that if they ran the ball, Georgia State couldn't stop them. And so they just terrorized the Georgia State defensive line and won the line of scrimmage battle and realized that no matter how much they ran, Georgia State couldn't stop them every time. And so they just continued to do that. Uh, Chase Bryce, as good as he is, he only had to throw 17 times. He was 7 for 17 for 62 yards. We didn't have to because... They ran for a collective of 404 yards on the ground. Cameron Peoples ended up with 23 carries for 168 yards and two touchdowns, including a 41-yarder. That was a pretty good run. 
Uh, Noel came in to dispel him, 15 carries for 69 yards. They had Harrington, who had 52 yards, 50 yards for Castle. Marshall had 48, and even Chase Bryce had 17 on his own and two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Castle and Marshall had the other touchdowns. Uh, they didn't throw a lot, so it, did, it didn't, you know, Pearson, Wells, all those guys didn't really factor in much, but you can't really give our defense that much credit for that. What it came down to was, once again, like I said, they determined that Georgia State couldn't stop the run, so they just sold out and ran practically every play for the rest of the game and, and, and just ran it up. Not much else you can really say about that. Um, they were getting a lot they were getting a lot of pressure on Darren Granger. Uh, Hampton for them had two sacks. McLeod had one. Um, Arnold, Spellman, uh, and Hagler and uh, Paleant ended up splitting one. They ended up with six total sacks on the night. Some of them were coverage because when you're down that many points, yeah, you're going to have to throw a lot more than you normally would. Uh, it just come down to Georgia State were forced to try to make plays in, in opportune moments, and they just didn't make those plays. That's, that's the, the gist of it right there. Um... App State goes to nine and zero in this series. They are at four and three. You know they were kind of at a crossroads too. Coming into this, They're, they've kind of been up and down. They needed a get right win at home in the middle of the week on a national scale when you're one of the only games on t on TV. And App App got that game, so that that uh that definitely helps them in the rankings. We'll talk a little bit about Georgia State here in a second. Uh, but Georgia State now is last in the East with a conference record of 1-2. and two. App goes to 2-2. Two and two. They're still kind of in the mix a little bit because uh, everybody has a loss in the East right now. Um, actually, everybody has a loss in the West, too. But... For Georgia State... Uh, Granger, 9 for 23 for 73 yards and an interception. And once again, I told you you were down multiple points. It just it wasn't working. They, they kept trying to use the run, which was good because Granger had 19 carries for 100 yards and a touchdown. Well, that was pretty much in the first half. That was part of why they did so well to start with, was they had him running. Uh, Tucker Gregg ended up with 11 carries for 93 yards and a touchdown, and that were the lone scores outside of the Michael Hayes. Uh, kick from 47, by the way. He, he accounted for five of the 17 points they had. Good for Michael Hayes. He had, he had a good punt average, too. Uh, just told you rushing-wise, receiving, I'm not. It, it wasn't. It just, it just wasn't there. And... Uh, like I said, the opportunities they had, there, there was three different fumbles, two by Granger. Um, just didn't quite work out in their favor. Uh, defensively, no sacks on the night, but uh, Jordan Vinzial 
and Ant Lane had a pretty good defensive days. Jones had a pretty good day as far as, far as being tackle monsters. Um, Lane had a tackle for loss that was uh, pretty pretty good, but it just wasn't it just didn't really didn't really play into the way this game went. Um, do have some clips from the press conference for you guys. Uh, I'm going to start off with I'm going to start off with Coach Elliott and his opening statement uh, about the loss and, and about the game. And uh, it's about a about a two minute clip, but I did not want anything taken out of context. He didn't say anything, you know. He didn't say anything controversial or anything, but I just I wanted you guys to hear his full response or his full message. So here is Coach Elliott and his opening statement. Um, certainly, uh, you know, opening statements. I mean, when when you get your butts kicked like that, you know, you, nobody ever wants to go out there and lose a football contest. Everybody understands it's disappointing. Everybody understands um, that it wasn't the outcome that we wanted, uh, but it was the outcome we got. And, and we delivered, we delivered the outcome to them. Um, you know, started out very good, uh, played well, and uh, come out in the second half. I think the opening drive of the second half is it was really critical. I mean, you come down there and you got a big run, and hey, you got a first and ten, and you got a false start penalty, and you got first and fifteen, and then at least do the dog on uh, fumble, <clears throat> and then they take advantage of it. Yeah. You know, I try to tell these guys, you can't give uh, a good football team hope. We had them uh, at that point, and we gave them momentum, and they took advantage of it. And then, you know, I, I think for them offensively, they, they they figured out, hey, let's just go play big boy ball, and let's let's line it up, and, you know, and and hand the ball off. And uh, and we, you know, we, we did uh, – played hard, played with great effort, just – couldn't hold up, could not hold up, and it was a disappointing defeat. But anytime you come up here and you play the Appalachian State Mountaineers and you play this football program, you got to play your best. And we maybe played our best the first quarter, but after that, it was a, you know, not like I said, one lack of effort. It was it was trying, and uh, we just didn't get the job done. And you can you can hear it right there. You can hear the emotion. You can hear he's losing his voice. Um. Just a rough night, the cold weather. The cold weather that didn't, it's a clip I, I didn't have on here as well that uh, he was asked about the weather. And it just, it he said it wasn't the weather. But uh, you, you can hear there that it just, when, when it was raining, it was pouring. And I'm not talking about the weather. It was just uh, they couldn't quite get back on track after such a fast start. Uh, he was also asked, Coach Elliott was asked about in the second quarter about uh, if that was when things kind of was starting to go off the rails. I am paraphrasing. We did not phrase it that way. And uh, leading into halftime, and here is what he said about that. The second quarter possessions right there, about three or four of them in a row, just put us in a rut. You know, and and going into half, uh, it, it wasn't something that we felt like you got to go wholesale, make a big change from what we were doing. It was just, you know, some situations where, like I said, you got to drop pass here and things of that nature that happen. Uh, but we didn't feel like we had to go do anything different 
the start. As you can see, you come out the second half and <clears throat> it's kind of, you know, business as usual and then it leads to the turnover. And as you can hear, that's, that's, that's when it was really, you really starting to see the writing on the wall that there, something was not going right and whatever was working early, they had adjusted to, App State had adjusted to, and they were already doing some things uh, to, to just, they, you know, they figured out what Georgia State wanted to do and they were shutting it down. And Georgia State just could not pivot and do anything on offense that App State could not sniff out beforehand. Uh, coaches also asked about about the running back room and you know about the rotation that they use and things like that. And here is what he said about that. And you know that that, that running back room, we we've, we've got good running backs, and uh, you know that's that's just a situation where uh, you get the other guy in there and and uh, you know give them opportunity to go play. Tucker's a great back. J.M. Marcus. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, the rotation that we have. And then, of course, uh, this last clip is basically his message to the team. And I think he said it multiple times. I think he probably said it at halftime. I think he said it post game as well. Just his message to the team about uh, this game and and kind of where he saw that the team was was at for this. So here's Coach Elliott with his message to the team. I told these guys, you got to understand, if you look at our season thus far, I I think we've we've put ourselves in this situation by penalties, turnovers, uh, special teams, block kick, or something like that. Uh, We have to clean that stuff up. My message to them going into the game was, you can't give this good team hope. You know, if, if we stay on track and we keep pushing these guys and you can't give them any hope. And they're in the doggone, like I said, that third quarter. When that fumble happened, it gave them hope. And uh, we, we've got to go and correct and keep our doggone – we've got to keep our heads up and we've got to push forward and, and compete and fight and, and find out, you know, exactly what we're made of. You're sitting right here. It's not it's not the situation we all wanted, but I don't think anybody's doggone throwing in the towel and saying, hey, it's over. Uh, we got a lot of ball to play. we got a lot of people to – to see and compete and go out there and play and just, you know, it's, it, it's a game. We, we're we're going to finish it. And you, and you can hear it right there. Once again, um, just not, not a lot going right for our guys. I do feel like they're going to rebound. They do find themselves at two and five. And I'll be honest. They're two and five. There are five games left. Obviously, they would need four of those to uh, be in contention for a bowl game. Just because you win six games does not automatically give you one. Now, they would probably get one. But, you know, I was looking at the schedule. And without going game by game or anything like that, as far as the way they match up, three of the remaining five games look like look like what they could do I mean what look like games that they they should be able to win if they play Georgia State football the other two are kind of coin flips that they're going to have to bring their A game and if they don't bring their A game it's going to be it's, it's even going to be a battle with the A game so 
I have hope. I know you guys have hope. I do think. I do think that they have the potential to win four games out of the five, if not all five. And uh, that is going to start this weekend as they are back at home. 3 p.m. kickoff for homecoming against Old Dominion. And we will talk a little bit more about that after these messages. Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That Sports Show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online, where the game starts. And we're back here on GSU Panther Zone. Hopefully you uh, go visit our friends at betonline.net. They have not only the betting lines, if you are, uh, if it is not where you can bet legally where you are, maybe you're not old enough, maybe uh, it's not legal where you're at, then definitely still go check them out. They have the articles. They do all the research. They do the. They do the, podcast. They they do so much of the work that you'll just be a smarter, more well-informed fan, uh, just by listening to them. So. Uh, definitely go check out BetOnline.net. Now I told you guys that this weekend. Our Georgia State Panthers at two and five are welcoming in Old Dominion. Old Dominion is only three and four, so let's not get too ahead of ourselves that oh we're doom doomed uh, here. But let me let me tell you a little bit about Old Dominion's wins. They opened the year by beating Virginia Tech, not a bad ACC team. Uh, they dropped a game to East Carolina. They lost by two points to Virginia. They beat Arkansas State. Uh, they lost to Liberty, which is a good team. And then they blew out Coastal Carolina to give them their first loss and a conference loss at that at 49-21 to just last weekend. That's it's a pretty crazy. They're pretty up and down the way this has went. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about their team. Hayden Wolf is the quarterback. He is 136 for 235. That is about 60% or so, I believe. Uh, for 1,748 yards, 12 touchdowns, he's thrown two interceptions. He's not bad. He's definitely not bad. Hayden can uh, sling it when he wants. Uh, Blake Watson is the main running back for Old Dominion. They have a bunch more, but this is the uh, leading one right now. 95 carries, 622 yards, 5 touchdowns. To put that in perspective, the leading rusher for Georgia State 
is Tucker Gregg, who has 17 more carries and 70 less yards. He has 553 yards right now, but he has seven touchdowns. And I don't think they stack them quite like uh, three deep like Georgia State does. But uh, Watson, Watson's pretty good, too. Their leading receiver is Ali Jennings III. He has 47 receptions for 905 yards and eight touchdowns. Uh, he is definitely one of the top targets, especially when they get near the red zone. Hayden likes to try to find him there. And overall, let's see, what are we looking at? We're looking at Georgia State is actually a four-point favorite. Three of that will be from being at home, so they think they are a one-point favorite, the way the odds are stacked. That means they, they're not sure. They're not sure what Georgia State team's going to show up. They're not sure what Old Dominion team's going to show up, but they know the two of them are going to play each other. But it's homecoming. So, as we look into it, Old Dominion uh, does pass a little more than they like to throw. They will sling it around, like I said. They are averaging 252 yards in the air per game. They are only averaging about 120 on the ground. Kind of the opposite of Georgia State, who is averaging about 180 through the air and 233 on the ground. So, I can see where this is kind of, can kind of even up a little bit there. As far as points per game, Old Dominion is averaging 25 points a game while allowing 26 a game. They're, score, or they're scoring 25 a game, they're allowing 26. That kind of record gets you at 3 and 4. Georgia State is averaging 28 points a game, and they're averaging giving up 34. Now, that's a little skewed because they've been blown out twice. That's a little skewed. So, this is about as even as a Sunbelt East matchup is going to be at the current moment. These are two teams that desperately need a win. Old Dominion needs three more to get into bowl contention, even though I don't, I don't know if they're bowl eligible with it being their first year in the Sunbelt. That may, I can't remember, one of the team, at least one of the teams that came over the Sun Belt is not eligible this year. I will have to figure that one out. But Georgia State very much has the opportunity to, I think it, it could be James Madison. Old Dominion or James Madison. One of the two is not eligible for postseason. But. Georgia State very much has the opportunity to win this game, and I believe they will. I'm not saying that because this is a Georgia State show or you're a Georgia State fan. I am saying that because if you come to me and I was not affiliated, I was I, not affiliated, I'm not affiliated at all. If you came to me and I did not cover Georgia State and you said, we've got three and four Old Dominion going to Georgia State, who is two and five, that is a 3 o'clock kickoff on a Saturday. Who do you think is going to win? I would say given what I know and what I could you know, find out from others, I would say Georgia State should win this by a touchdown or so. Just, just my opinion. And I'm going to tell you why. Where Georgia State 
can really get the advantage is by playing Georgia State football. And in order to do that, let's talk about the three keys. We'll talk about the three keys when we get out of here tonight. The three keys to victory for the Georgia State Panthers. Number one, pound the rock. You have four guys, including Darren Granger. And, of course, that's, that's Marcus Carroll. That is Jam Williams. That is Tucker Gregg. That is Darren Granger. There's four guys who have the potential to have 100 yards rushing a game. Four. If you can get at least two of them within range of 100, I think you are going to be ahead of the game. Absolutely ahead of the game. So, number one, pound the rock. Old Dominion is not is not terrible, but they're middle of the pack when it comes to stopping the run. And if we just keep pounding it, we win that line of scrimmage battle, I think we're going to do pretty well. Key number two. Doesn't matter which mix of them are back there. Our defensive backs, with a little help from the linebackers, need to shut down the passing attack. We do not need Hayden slinging the ball around. Well, I don't mind if he slings the ball around because he can sling it to our defensive backs who can intercept it or our linebackers. We want Hayden Wolf to be uncomfortable and to have to scramble around and try to make plays that actually lead to turnovers. So key number two, we need to shut down their pass attack. And key number three, this might be a theme all, all week. I've already used it on another show too. Key number three, no special teams blunders. Not mistakes, blunders. That's no kickoffs out of bounds. That's no blocked kicks or punts. That's uh, hitting field goals. I feel great about Michael Hayes being able to do that. I'm not. That's not a shot at all. He knows I 1,000% believe in him, and so does his teammates. But that is uh, not allowing a big kick return or a punt return. That is just the easy fundamentals that you go over in Special Teams 101. We just need it to go normal. In fact, the only reason I want to talk about Special Teams next week, besides mentioning the amazing athletes that they have, is to say they had a good day. Not to say this weird thing happened. But I have faith in this team. And I know you guys have faith in this team. So to recap, my three keys to victory are going to are as follows. No special team blunders. Want to keep everything just on the straight and narrow. We want to shut down Hayden Wolf and the passing attack of Old Dominion. Make force him to make decisions quicker than he wants to, make him very uncomfortable in the pocket, leading to turnovers. And number or and and uh, my last key pound the rock with Tucker Gregg, Jam Williams, Marcus Carroll, Darren Granger, heck, whoever wants to get back there and run, we're going to continue to pound it. You gave up 404 last week. How about we rush for 405 this week? What a great statement that would be. But as I said, this game is going to be 3 p.m. on ESPN Plus this Saturday, or great seats still available. Come on down Center Park Stadium, the old Turner Field, the old before Turner Field even, it was an Olympic Stadium for track and field.
come on down there great seats available there's tailgating everywhere so many great things going on come down try to find me find me down there i will happily talk to you guys take pictures uh tell you about betonline.net tell you about the georgia state panthers tell you about anything you want come down there and find me but i will be down there hope to see you guys all down there and this is going to do it for another great edition of gsu panther zone we will see you guys next week go panthers